Oh man. <laughs> Sam has to edit this out. And Sam, you have to edit this out. Like for real, for real. We have to be professional. <laughs> we do. I mean, if we don't do one now, we do one later. We're going to do both. All right. For real. He has to edit this out. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. really does because I, I don't think that's professional. He needs to edit it out. Okay. Action. Actually, you do the intro. <laughs> you got it. You, I believe in All you. right. Here we go. Hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to The Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Fruitful Vine. My name is Wendy from Plan, Prep, Pray. And today I am joined, as usual, with by my lovely co-host, Tori Oglesby or Carissa Sewell. How are you doing, Tori? <laughs> I never change it. I never change it. I'm doing well. How are you on this Saturday? We're filming on a Saturday, which is yes, different for us. Yes, we we actually batch film our episodes ahead of time um, so that we can make sure we get it out to you guys on a weekly consistent basis, especially with our busy, crazy lives. Mm-hmm. And um, this Saturday has did not disappoint for busy and crazy. I mean... I literally just took a 15 minute power nap before I started recording here. You know, it's boom, boom, boom. Um, (laughs) So that I can enjoy a a smooth fall, right? We go hard in the summer so that we can have a smooth fall, right? That's the plan. Yeah, that's always the hope. (laughs) Well, like that's always been the plan. Not this year, not this year, not this year. Uh, So how are you doing today? How's your Saturday going? I'm doing good. Started out with a great workout. So I'm feeling, um, Oh, I didn't know you work out on Saturdays too. Um, I, well, this, that was my goal this week. My goal this week was to do five burn classes and I did, but I missed Mm. Monday because Mm. of reasons beyond my control. So I did a Saturday workout and it was good. Um, and then I had some girl time. I took my girlfriend to lunch, which was so much fun. Good mom talk. Yeah. And then, um, then we went shopping and then, and now we're here. I rushed home thinking it was two o'clock my time. Mm. I heard it. I took it. I took a, I was like, okay, I need a soak in the bath. I soaked in the bath for 20 minutes and I was ready to film. And then I was like, oh, it's probably two o'clock her time. <laughs> Guys, Tori and I have always been like for all the seasons that we have been recording, we have been on the same time zone. So when we say two o'clock, we both on the same page. We like two o'clock never been an issue. Now that like I'm central time zone, which is like a whole mind warp in it, in and of itself. And she's Eastern time zone. We are constantly like whose time, your time or my time. I honestly, quite frankly, don't understand why the central time zone even exists. <laughs> can we just not, can we, can we all just be in the same? Like, I don't, it really, there's also, me. did you know, well, you there's mountains. I, I was about to, let me not embarrass myself. Yeah. There's a mountain time zone y'all. Mm-hmm. And there's a Pacific time zone. Mm-hmm. Who knew there was four times? You- I knew there was three. I knew there was a solid three. I knew Eastern central and Pacific. I did not know there was a mountain time zone. I'm like, why? <laughs> so fun fact, I've lived in all four time zones. Wow. What, yeah. Where were you living for the mountain? Time? Yeah. So mountain, 
Oh, correct me if, oh, I don't have my phone. Let me Google it. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Um, I feel like Montana is mountain time zone. Could be wrong. I think it's Montana. Nope. I knew it. When I lived in El Paso, El Paso, Texas is mountain, um, mountain time. Isn't that crazy? That's, so Texas must have several time zones there. They must have Girl, like three or four time zones. Yeah, Texas, Texas is Texas. You know it does its own thing. I thought Texas was central. Um, yeah, uh, Dallas is central. Yeah. But El Paso, just all the way down there. And maybe since it's by New Mexico, it's closer to like New Mexico. Maybe that's why. And what's Hawaii? Hawaii is Pacific. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you live there for a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Indiana Hawaii was rough because we were way, way beh- ahead or behind. Indiana is Eastern. Oh, wait, I haven't. I have not lived in Central. You haven't been in my time zone. I haven't been in Central, <laughs> which is probably why I'm like, I don't even know why it exists. <laughs> That's the one that shouldn't exist. <laughs> no, but I would so love self-serving in that way. <laughs> Again. No, so I, I think that weren't they trying to like vote on getting rid of daylight saving time or something like that? Mm-hmm. Did it pass or they were like, no, keep it? I think you're keeping it, mm-hmm. which I love daylight savings time. I hate when people do that. Like, I, I love can't. it. I Get can't. darker sooner. Listen, how do you, how my wait. children like I can't like like I to constantly bedtimes and stuff like that. It's a mess. Went with daylight saving time. It's a mess. My kids take really just to one hour messes schedule. it up. They they don't they'll be up till 10. Like ugh. I mean, I could see it was definitely like that when my kids were younger, not so much now that they're older. But okay, wait, are you we need to talk about the elephant what? in the room? Are you gonna survive the winter in Girl. Kansas? Girl. <laughs> this so is that's huge. The joke. My husband does not think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're going to. You could barely survive the, like, I think you came to North Carolina in winter, fall. It was cold. <laughs> it was not cold, but it was cold to you. <laughs> no, Tori, it was cold. And you out here in the tank top. It was so cold. <laughs> it was legit. So Pretty cold. sure I'm I had on, I, had on I think I had on a boot. Like, I had on a jean jacket. You were in boots and a full on like. Did I have gloves? I feel like I had gloves. You had gloves. Yep. Yep. And Sila was miserable. She's my littlest and Mm -hmm. she does not do the cold well. So I believe that her and I are going to suffer the most this winter. Yeah. And you guys have a fireplace in the house? We do have a fireplace. How you start a fire? And oh, Wendy moves to Kansas <laughs> like full. It's a joke. It's a full joke. OK, because I mean, I, what what the clothes look like? OK, how much right. clothes are we putting on? Right. <laughs> like, right. I feel like I need straight wool, maybe some fur. I don't know what's going to happen, but me and my little one, we are going <laughs> to stay inside. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's going to be a long winter for I you. Mean, and I cannot wait to hold your hand through it all. I, mean, I will help you thrive. Girl, I'm going to need you. I heard it takes like three years to get accustomed to the winter. 
us islanders might need six but <laughs> i think you're look, look i think you're gonna need a solid decade a solid mm-hmm. decade solid decade solid 10 years i'll be like winter what you know mm-hmm. winter mm-hmm. what i'm ready i got this it's good gonna be so cold for so long why this is gonna be great entertainment (laughs) (laughs) I will say that's why I love me some North Carolina I think that it is the perfect blend of all four seasons yes no but not to the extreme except our summers are extreme um but hot yeah hot and humid and south we're just we have southern summers it's thick it's hot Listen, how about Kansas hot? hot? I think every, I think, I mean, summer is summer. It's 107, Tori, right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, is that even a, is that degrees? They, I describe, they say, you know, what's the difference between Florida? Like you used to heat, you're from Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida's like boiling water hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kansas is like the oven. The mm-hmm. oven, ain't no humidity. It's just it's like somebody cooking me. It's hot. It is so hot. <laughs> yeah. To explain it. yeah, it's man. It's that different heat too, because then you have like um, El Paso, the desert was that dry heat. Yes. I've also lived in Arizona, which is dry heat. I love dry heat. Give really? me dry. Give me dry heat. And you know day. what? My hair lasts longer in dry heat. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's yeah. true. And I have, and even for as hot as it's been, I haven't sweat like I sweat in Florida. Like yeah, Florida, I walk outside like makeup porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I sit on the porch. We were, we had company over last night, yeah. did a bonfire once the sun went down, but like just sitting outside with my wine, sweating, true. like I'm in a sauna. I'm in a sauna here. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't, I, I it's, it's not fun. Summer's not fun, but we all know that. And I'm so sick of every, every summer. Like I know, is it getting hotter? Yes. But I'm sick of everyone pretending like last summer wasn't hot. (laughs) Like every summer people are like, no, no, it wasn't that hot. Tori, it was not that hot last summer. There's no way. I feel like I would have died. And then we would have known that that was the hottest summer. I'm pretty sure if we all go back, like it's, it's equally as hot. Like does it? Yes. Like I believe in global warming. So that's for sure happening, but it's, it's just as hot. We just forget about it. Cause we're like, Oh, winter's so cold and black. I need summer. And no. then summer comes and we're like, it's so hot. Like, that's why we don't like summer guys. But see, <laughs> Nobody feels that way about fall or spring spring. I hear that it rains too much. I hear the complaining that it rains too much, but fall. Oh, you're just saying so in general, like yeah. when people talk about weather, but for fall, I don't hear a lot of complaints about fall, like ever. No, no, I don't. Spring and fall are those in-betweens. And then you have winter and summer that are the full extremes, right? But so then I why feel- does it last so long? That don't make no sense. <laughs> because they're the extremes. Winter, right? Like you can, like, yeah. yeah, that's my only complaint about fall in North Carolina too. Now to think of it, it's too short. It's way yeah. too short. Like why does why why doesn't it like it should last the same amount of time as the other seasons? No, ideally it does, but actually it doesn't because it gets mad cold (laughs) and then half of it is mad hot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, for me, I'm always like, I can. I'd rather add on layers Mm -hmm. than not be able to be completely naked in the heat. (laughs) 
<laughs> like if it's going to be this hot, can we all be naked? Because I cannot handle it. But that's, that's all said and done until you have like four kids that you need to add on layers for and remove layers for and add on layers for and remove layers for like, who got time for that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not helping them put them on, but I do have to buy them. And that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a whole new wardrobe. No, but that's yeah, we're going to have to go shopping. It. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. So much fun. When are you going to do that? It? Are you going to thrift? Or are you going to go like traditional shopping? Guess what, Tori? What? I hate shopping. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I do not like shopping. I am not a shopper. I have capsule wardrobes for all my children. So I need to figure out how to capsule wardrobe for this, for this winter. Like that's got to be a thing. Cause that'll I be super not. easy, but I feel like you should be doing it now. Are yes. you like prepping? Joy, <laughs> <laughs> don't stress me out. Okay. That was a classic snort. I loved it. Okay, not all season without snorting. Girl, um, speaking of that, I'm gonna do a capsule wardrobe for my children. Um, since Love. we're, you know, we're kind of uprooting for a little bit of fall and winter. So Love. what I'm taking with us is super minimal. And I have to do shopping for that too. So maybe we can yes. each other accountable. Yes. I love capsules. You know that. That's how I live yes. my life. That's yeah, how I live yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, you can ever, all the shirts match, all the bottoms, all the bottoms match, all the tops. You yeah. want more, just add more layers. Y'all good. Like, do you yeah. be great? Yeah. Match all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It really does simplify life. Okay. Let's get into the topic for today. Now that we're um what 23 minutes into <laughs> talking about the spring you know us yeah you know oh, just weather women weather. over here in all the extremes basically we're meteorologists mm-hmm. um pretty much so today we are going to be talking about fruitful friendship and how to especially as an adult to have fruitful friendships to be a fruitful friend to be an active part of a friendship because friendship definitely is two parts. It is me and it is Wendy. It is you and it is your friend. Um, so I don't know what's some wisdom you have, what, what, what does being a fruitful friend look like for you, Wendy? I'm going to say that this has changed a lot over the years. Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I have, not in my opinion, been a fruitful friend. And I have, in my opinion, a fruitful friend. Um, In a lot of ways, it depends on how you define fruitfulness, you know, to us, I would assume we're coming from a biblical point of view when we come, when we speak fruitfulness. And um, what the Bible says is that to be a fruitful friend is um, coming alongside one another, bearing each other's burdens, spurring one another on, like all these different types of like iron, big iron, sharpened iron, all those different types of big things, you know, like Jesus was a friend, you know, (laughs) a friend that a friend that's closer than a brother, you know, like all the things. And um, one of the things that I have found that defines or that differentiates a fruitful friend versus 
just like an acquaintance or friend, friend, I guess, is the ability to, how do I say this? The ability to confront, Mm. the ability to do some, to tell you the truth, regardless of how it's going to make you feel, regardless Mm -hmm. of how it's going to, um, regardless of whether or not you want to hear it or you don't want to hear it, because there's a lot of friends that you could go to, you go to them, you gossip, you go to them, you tell them, you tell them all the sauce and they agree with you. They're like, I can't believe he or she did this, did that, da, 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 da. But yet there are some friends that you go to, that you go <laughs> to, I just disappeared. There are so some where, friends, where she go? <laughs> just, the, the computer like, girl, you right. <laughs> There are some friends, like I need friends in my life at the point that I'm at that will fearlessly speak truth to me. That when I go to them and I'm like, you know, um, I'm going through this, that, and the other, um, or I, I can't believe um, this boy didn't listen to me when I told him to go do this, go do that, go do this. Talking about my son. I, I, and, and this, that, and the other, and they'll come to me and they'll be like, all right, Wendy, but did you set clear expectations for him? Did you, did you let him know what was, um, expected of him? Or did you, um, just get mad when he didn't do what he was supposed to do? You know, I need friends that will come alongside me and be like, Hey, I'm like, Oh, my husband, I can't believe he, he doing this, he doing that, he doing this, he doing that. Okay. But Wendy, where, where were you at fault? Where did you go wrong? Friends that were, that will quote unquote, spur me on friends that will keep me accountable friends that, um, will not only tell me what's right, but will come alongside me and help me carry them burdens that'll come alongside me and um, encourage me by literally being there and walking through life with me, not necessarily just telling you the truth and then just walking away. Um, This is why I have a hard time with like internet truths and internet people because they, they tell you the truth, but they can't walk alongside you. And so it comes off as very, as very salesy. You're just selling it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if you're selling, if you're, if you you do what you're selling me. Exactly. Exactly. Get that out of here. So, so what, what, that was, was, no, I was going to go to you. So what do you think when it comes to fruitful friendships? Fruitful friendship for me, first of all, I love friendship. Um, I, I love friendship because I see the, the true value of a good friend is priceless. Um, I think friendship is one of the best treasures in life. I truly do. And I, and it kind of makes me sad because I feel like our culture kind of friendships, like a back burner thing. And I don't think it should be a back burner thing because I think friendship is what carries you um, it, friendship can be a big thing that carries you through life. Um, and, and I've seen people have good, solid friends, uh, in that community of friendship. Um, 
thrive during really hard times because of friendship. So I love friendship. I want to start it off by saying that. Now, I, even though, yes, honesty is something I value in friendship, in all of my best friendships, there is nothing but honesty. Um, I don't need, I don't want my friends to always tell me the truth. I need my friends to discern when I'm ready to hear the truth. And that's what I do for my friends, because sometimes my friend comes to me and she just needs me to listen. She doesn't need me to preach. She doesn't need me to get her right. She doesn't need me to motivate her. She needs me to listen. So then in that moment, I'm a listener. There's other times when my friend comes to me and she's ready for that truth. And she's like, I need to hear this. And boom, I will hand her that truth. But I have learned to serve my friends by um, serving them, by giving them what they need in that moment. And discerning when is the time to um, to elevate it or to give them that hard truth that they need to hear. Because I failed many times giving nothing but truths away to mm. friends who weren't ready to hear it. And that ended up in um, a broken friendship and, a, and a, a, a broken friendship because I wasn't wise enough to put like my own opinion or my own um, outlook on of it. Um, even if it's coming from the Bible, like I, I didn't have to, sometimes we have to serve, we have to serve friendship is servanthood and my best friendships stretch that in me. Um, my best friend stretches me to be a good friend because she's so opposite of me. So I really have to study her and, and study her. Like I would study my husband, like, what does this person need? How does this person feel loved? And not, um, not in like an overbearing way, because ain't nobody got time to like study you, study you. But throughout the years, I've learned that, oh, when she acts like this, this is what she needs. <laughs> when she's doing this, this is this is what she needs. So mine is just like an honesty and a transparency and a this is me. This is me. And right now I'm going through this and it's messy and I may be not the nicest version of me, but here I am. I think that's like top tier friendship. And I think that only happens with like one or two people in your lifetime. Okay. So I think, and I think that's important because I think that is your, um, to me, it's like Jesus and Mary. I think that is like your, your, your right hand person, um, or whoever you think Jesus's right hand disciple was, that is who that is. And then I think there's other people on the outskirts, but top tier friendship is honesty. And this is where I am. And I need you to walk with me through this. I don't necessarily need you preaching. I don't need you judging. I need you to walk through this with me. Yeah, I I 100% agree when it comes to discernment and also when it comes to speaking truth. When you speak mm -hmm. truth to people, your truth should be spoken in love. Yeah. And it shouldn't be your truth. Number one, it should be biblical truth, mm -hmm. but it should be spoken in love and it should be spoken with gentleness and it should be spoken with the way that Jesus spoke to his 12 disciples is not the way that he spoke to everybody else. It's not the way that he spoke to the crowds. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I think that just for me personally, I talk a lot of BS. I talk a lot of stuff. 
I am self-righteous. I am right in what I say. I am, <laughs> I, 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 I can, I did no wrong. You know what I mean? So for me personally, I, I need people that can love me enough to tell me the truth. Yeah. You, 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 because you're so self-righteous, which I'm not, I'm saying that because you said that about you (laughs) because you're so self-righteous. You're saying you need the hard truths because if not, Wendy will be on her high horse. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm like like the most selfless person that I know. Agree. agree. I'm such a straight shooter. So I need people to straight shoot with me, but I've learned with my best friend, she's not a straight shooter. She is, she does need gentleness and gentle like, yes uh-huh, uh-huh. 100%. and i'm there's some friends that you know you just gotta stroke them you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta deliver truth in a way that they understand it even with your kids like you can't talk to all your kids the same way but the truth gotta be the truth either way you know what i mean like you can't let one child get away with something just because they can't handle the truth about it like yeah. no you know what yeah. i mean but you give it you deliver it to them in a way that they that it will resonate with them, that it would like, I, one thing that I always tell the Sam is that like, <laughs> and, and some, not something that I'm proud of, not something that, because for me, it's very manipu- manipulative. Like I don't say things in a way that I won't get what I want, if that makes sense. Like I know I'm just like you, <laughs> I, I don't like that about myself, but I know like, like I will make sure that when I approach you, I already knew all the different angles and ways to get what I want. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Okay. But all that to say that when you talk, you got to know who you're talking to. You got to know who you, who you were friends with. Like you said, like you have to have, uh, um, study the person and know how you can deliver the truth to them without destroying the friendship, because the truth is not more important than, or it's not that the truth is not more important than the friendship. The truth means nothing if it cannot be, if it's not received. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yes. Yes. You have to have that tact. You do. You do. And, um, and consideration, like I've, I've recently decided I'm not willing to die on heels that divide me from people I love. Like, I'm not going to die on that hill. And I'm not like, like little things. I'm not gonna, oh, okay. I don't drink, but my friends drink. That doesn't mean I'm not going to invite them over and have drinks to serve them. Like little things like that. I'm not going to let my personal convictions come between connection and friendship. I'm just, I'm just not as long as what Wasn't you it said? Paul that said that when I, I become who I become? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 To yeah. the Jew, I'm Jewish. To yeah. the heathen, I'm heathen. He didn't say that, but oh, no, he didn't. He did not. <laughs> that ain't in the Bible, y'all. That's not, that's not he he that was he, he, no heathen. <laughs> don't don't take it. Um, okay, but what about so I love that. We talked about like like I feel like that's nurturing and being fruitful over the heart of friendship, right? Yes. With communication and conversation. Um how do you prioritize friendship as a as an adult because that is the number one complaint I hear about friendships in adulthood. It's just hard because we have so much going on. I believe yes, we do have so much going on, but 
I believe we all need to prioritize friendship. So how do you practically prioritize it? Or do you, do you, do you disagree? Do you think that it doesn't have to be prioritized? I think that friendship does. I, I don't think that we were meant to do life alone. I just don't. I think that's why um, Jesus created the church and prioritized the church so much. I think that, um, that we were meant to do life in community. And that is one of a very important aspects of our um, life and our relationships. Um, and I think that when you say prioritize friendship, I'm like, true friends, like they're literally supposed to come alongside you. Like they are part of your life. You know what I mean? Like they're a part of your life. That's your sister. That's your brother. That's your, that's family, you know? And so to, they, they, they write, they were family. And so it's, it's priority in the sense that like, you know, first and foremost, your home, your, your, or your relationship with Christ and then your home. And so obviously, but within that, there is that friendship, there is that, um, that need for that relationship. Because what happens is when you lose that community, you lose, you lose the essence of what it's like to be in community. And it takes a village, doesn't it? Like to, to do the family, it takes a village to do life. And there's going to be times in life where you need to depend on others, but if you never devoted um, time and energy to build relationship, how can you find those people to depend on? Like where yeah, do you- There's like, gonna, your your husband and your kids cannot, will, will not sustain you for all of life. Like they just won't. You're gonna have seasons where you need to depend on a girlfriend or you need to depend on an auntie or an uncle or your mom or your father. Like there's going to be seasons where you need to pull from other wells. And that's and one how of are the you blessings that God yeah. gives us. That's a blessing right. that's, that we have. Hey, if you don't want to be a naggy husband who or a naggy wife who makes her husband feel like all of the pressure of the world is on his shoulders, stop like your husband doesn't have to hear every single thought that you have. Cause I know we have a lot of thoughts, women and their brains can only take so much phone a friend. That is the blessing. That's the blessing of friendship of the village of people. It, it doesn't all, I cannot be everything to my husband and he cannot be everything to me. And the other thing you have to realize as well is that, you are not the only one in need. Yeah. You are not the only one. So be a friend as yes. much as need a friend, yes. you know? Yeah. Phone and I think that seasons, I think that's seasonal too. There's some yeah. seasons just like in marriage. Um, Wendy's going through a hard season. So I'm going to be the one giving a lot and then I'm going through a hard season. So I need Wendy to give it to me. Right. Yes. But um, it, it should be a dance. It should never feel, I feel like this is the biggest red flag with friendships. If you feel like either you're the one always getting dumped on or you're the one, and this is tricky because it's hard to realize that you're the one doing this. You're the one doing all the dumping. So I feel like that's my biggest red flag when it comes to friendships. It has to be not even 50, 50 and not even all the time. It just has to feel like a friend 
ship. It has to feel like it's, it has to feel like it's not a burden. One of the things that Tori said at the beginning is that friendship is a service. Mm. Okay. Um, One of the themes that I see throughout the Bible is serving, serving, serving. Um, And so in that sense, and in that vein, like just the, just the intentional thought of, you know, how have I served my friend today? You know, just the intentional thought of that, you know, which it could just be, honestly, it don't got to be something big. Like it could just be, Hey girl, how you doing? I just was thinking about you. Is there anything I could be praying for you for? Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, Oh, I cooked her dinner. I went and I paid for her nails or nothing crazy. You know, just being a good friend is just serving. How can you serve one another? And what you end up realizing is when you busy serving other people, God's got your back. A lot of ways, all of a sudden you, people start serving you. They just start showing up, you know, like unexpectedly because you always been there. You know, you're, you're somebody who, who gives more than you take in a sense, or, um, it's not always expectant of it's got to be about me, me, me. Um, and I've had, <laughs> I've had friends that didn't realize they just didn't realize, um, that it was just a constant one-sided me, me, me show. Um, and what ends up happening there for me personally is that I become a friend to them, but I don't necessarily consider them a friend to me, if that makes sense. I literally just had to walk through something like this. Um, and towards the, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it taught me a lot and it taught me that I, I, I'm very friend. I'm friendly and not because I try to be friendly. I'm just me. And so what happens sometimes is I attract people who need that friendship. And then it becomes me completely drained. It becomes me starting to avoid that person because every time I'm with them, I get cranky and heavy and angry and upset. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, when you see these red flags, when it's becoming not a servant, like a, a dance between you and your friend, I think that, um, I think it, I think you need to be honest with yourself and learn how to walk away sooner and not, and, and some, some are worth the conversation and some are not, um, is what I'm learning currently. I think it's important to establish boundaries. I think within all relationship, I, I, I do think it's possible to serve those that are not necessarily that are not necessarily your best friends for life. Um, I do think it's possible to serve them, but within that, there has to be limits. There has to be boundaries. You have to be able to be like, you know what? No, like, no, that's enough. Um, well, and if if but if that person's a people pleaser, your no can really hurt them, and mm-hmm. it can really. And then you got to deal with that. That's where I'm at right now is I'm dealing with the repercussions of setting my boundaries that I need it to and that person getting deeply offended and hurt. But, and that's a conversation. But that's knowing, that's knowing 
you, your person. Oh, that's, that's the gentleness, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, I'm just because you have boundaries, other people aren't always going to respect those boundaries. Um, but like I said, I do think that's, the truth. that's when you pray for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do plan on having a tough love conversation with this, uh, with this person, because I think that they are this way because no one's ever had that conversation down and had that conversation. And yeah. here's the thing in everything, it can be done in love guys. I know a lot of times we allow people to be less cuz i'm i'm not of the mindset that like oh everything got to work for me it's got to be 50-50 da 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 i'm not necessarily of that mindset but if somebody is sinning against you for lack of a better word or mistreating you um you have to be able to sit down and have a biblical or a christian filled confrontation confrontation Ain't, just because it's confrontation don't mean it ain't biblical. Okay. Like, well, that's the thing. And I realized I was like, oh, I actually do care about this friend. So exactly. this is worth the conversation. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do think though, speaking of adult friendship, I do think that the little check-ins are great and super necessary. And like, mm-hmm. I love that. I know for me, because I am the military runs a big, large proportion of my life and moving. Um, in my thirties, my goal is to like, okay, but book that trip to go see that friend. Yes, that's and, important too. And spend time with them and be intentional about it and show up for them um in big ways and in small ways. Yeah. So I'm visiting three of my friends this fall and I'm so proud of myself. And there's still others that I have to go and I have to book the ticket and I have to visit. But, um, yeah, Ooh, I, I, love that. I, I think that's important. Yeah. It was yeah. a huge priority for me this year. Also sending out birthday cards this year was a yes, huge goal of mine. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah. That's just small and simple. And like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I didn't forget about you. Here's a card, you know? And the other thing is be, it's hard because I, I, I know what it's like to be a homeschooling. If you are a homeschooling mom with a full husband and a full household to run, like I understand what that's like. It may honestly take up your TV watching time. It may take up your, your scrolling time, um, to, to do this, but I think it's important to be involved in the people in people's lives. Like you don't, people be going through stuff and like, you don't know what they're going through because you don't take the time to necessarily find out. You don't take the time to necessarily like, like you, your, your friend could be, I don't know, need $5 and you don't even know because you haven't necessarily had a deep conversation and talk to them because you're so busy, you know, busyness in a lot of ways can be a distraction. And uh, like we talked about. Yeah. And so intentionality is so important. Listen, if you got to be like me and write down each friend or whatever friend's name on a day of the week, and that's when you call that friend and you check in with them and you have that 30 minutes allotted where you sit down and talk to them and you have that conversation of just, even if y'all just fooling around on the phone, but that time that you're investing in the relationship, um, that is important. You, you can't, um, be friends with people you don't know, <laughs> you know, like you got to take that time to get to know them. I love that you said that. I literally have text Monsetta, text sisters in my planner because yep. it's so necessary. If I'm like, Ooh, I haven't, 
you know, I, I try to keep a nice rotation, but every now and again, someone falls through the cracks. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, make sure I text her, make sure I just let her know. Um, especially if you have friends who are going through seasons of like new motherhood, new yes. marriage, uh, not even new marriage. How about like 10 years married, like check on your girls, because we all know how it feels to be a woman. We mm-hmm. all know how it feels to juggle all the things. And I think that, um, especially, so I have a lot of, my friends are just now having kids and I'm like, if I can just encourage you them to not, thing. to not get lost in the new mommy sauce and all of that, <laughs> like to just, you know, then that's, then let me serve you in that way. Um, But check on your girls, every part of womanhood, every season of womanhood needs a friend. It needs someone who, like you said, can just carry the burdens, whether the burden is like, I'm planning a wedding right now and I need you to help me through this or, well, I'm going through a divorce right now and I need you to help me through this. Like be there for the big moments, the happy moments, the scared moments, the sad moments. We have to show up for each other. Yep. And a true friend is definitely the ones that's there during the really hard moments, the really hard moments, just walking through that with you on a daily basis and loving on you and um, caring for you. Like, it's not easy. Like I used to avoid deep friendships because I was such an empathic person. And so what happens is I ended up carrying a lot of their pain myself and wanting to fix it and do this and the other and use that. And because I knew I was like that, I used that as an excuse to not, um, get deep with people. And what I found is, you know, it's a lot of loneliness, you know, because if you're not willing to get deep with people, people ain't willing to get deep with you. And so when you're going through some stuff, they like, hey, you know, where, where were you when I was going through some stuff? And, um, it, it's took, it take, it has taken people walking through really tough times with me, like tough, tough times that, broke their heart, you know, that for me to realize the importance of being heartbroken with people, you know, being so being such a good friend that like, their burden is your burden, their losses are your losses, their pain is your pain. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fruitfulness of friendship, man, that's deep. It is deep. It is deep. This was a great episode. Ladies, talk to us on social media today. We want to know your thoughts. Um, how are how do you prioritize friendship? Yeah. And um, and yeah, I just want to know. I want to know what do you guys think about adult friendship? And I hope this encouraged you. I hope this maybe you know, stirred something in you to show up for your friends in a better way. Just give them a text. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us today, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time?